empowering you with strategies to succeed. This is Jen Tringale, and you're listening to the Jen Tringale Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast this month. I am so glad that you are listening. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you are a regular listener, but either way, you have stumbled upon the right episode today. So true. So true, girl. Keep it going. Come on. So about a month ago, I had the privilege of speaking at a women's event in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And at the end, this beautiful woman came up and we started talking and the whole time we're talking I was thinking do I know you (laughs) have we met before which I'm a little bit famous you know for that so I don't trust myself right and so we started talking kind of started swapping stories and so finally it starts coming together why you look familiar because not only do I know you Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people. I like the word you. millions. Millions works really we'll go well. With, we'll go with millions. <laughs> so before we get into all of the reasons why that is true, I just have to say, Christy Watts, it is an honor to have you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. You are the bomb. And not for nothing, can I just say this? The, yeah. That day, about a, a month or so ago, yeah. we were at a women's breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I normally don't go to that stuff. But your message, honest to goodness, you had me boohoo crying. You had me doing the ugly cry. Oh because it was just so powerful. And the anointing yeah. was so strong. But it was such a balance of vulnerability, mm-hmm. brilliance, Power and wisdom, and that's really, really difficult to find. I held on to every word that came out of your mouth. Wow. So, Jen, I'm now stalking you. That is, I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> it's true, though. But let me just say this. It's such an honor to have you, and for our listeners, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them just a handful of reasons why, although we could do a whole podcast on your bio. So, you have about 25 years of broadcast experience. Mm -hmm. You have been a broadcaster on NBC, Mm -hmm. Fox, Mm -hmm. but probably mostly known Mm -hmm. as the co-host of the 700 Club Mm -hmm. with Pat Robertson. How many years did you co-host? 14. 14 years. Yeah. And you were a producer? Yeah, I was a senior producer, a senior writer. I did some editing, but not very well. And um, <laughs> I find that hard. To I can't lie, girl. That's why we had editors. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and as a host, yeah. I started right. out when I was 27 years old in 1999. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Were you the youngest co-host yes. that they had ever had? Yes, and I don't think they'll ever go there again. <laughs> no, no one's taking your title. I was the youngest co-host they've ever had, the only black female they've ever had. So wow. I break a lot of different, you You know, really, yeah. really mm-hmm. just broke new things yeah. up. And I yeah. have to tell you that I can remember, of course, I grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. And we lived in Virginia for a time when I was real little. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so anyway, the 700 Club, my parents loved the 700 Club. Oh, wow. So very familiar with the 700 Club through the years, you know. And I don't remember when in there. But I can remember catching, you know, the 700 Club on the television somewhere, and I can remember seeing you on it. Really? And sort of stopping and going, whoa. Because before, Mm -hmm. that was my parents' show. Right. But now, here is this beautiful young woman on there, and I'm going, oh my goodness, like what? And I had to stop and watch to go like, 
you know, somebody in my peer group hmm. is getting this opportunity on this world stage yeah. and what is going on. And then just watching you and, you know, for people that have seen you on there, mm-hmm. that know mm-hmm. you, that just the skill and the gifting and the expertise and the poise mm-hmm. that you had. I mean, we were talking a little bit before we hit record here, yeah. but, yeah. you know, to co-host with Pat Robertson, mm-hmm. that's no joke. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> it's, I, it's no joke. I mean, you had yeah. to be ready for world events to words of knowledge. Yes. At any given moment, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know what's so interesting about that is because it's a perfect example of how God can place you in a situation and you have no clue what's inside of you Mm -hmm. until it's like a sponge and until someone squeezes you and it's forced to come out. So you're saying the moment put the demand on that on you? Yes. Really? Yeah, I didn't know I had any of those skills or talents. Everything from the word of knowledge to prophecy to even... You know, I hated politics. I hated news. I started out in news, and because I started out in it, it bored me. Wow. So I was more of the human interest person. I wanted to know your personal testimony because that was what was interesting to me. Yeah. But, you know, one thing working with Pat Robertson, Dr. Robertson, is that Mm -hmm. he demands excellence. He's Mm -hmm. very old school. Mm -hmm. So he throws you in, um, feet first, head first, whatever you want to call it, in the deep end, Uh and you better rise to the occasion. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to drown. Would you, just as an example, yeah. tell the quick story oh that you goodness. were telling me about when he asked you the question yes. off air? Yes. I was horrible when it came to news and current events. Mm-hmm. I just really was. But you can ask me about Britney Spears. You can ask me about, like, <laughs> right. like tell me about such and such, and I can tell uh-huh. you all about the Real Housewives, but I couldn't tell you anything that was going right. on in the Middle East. Yeah. Or foreign policy. And because I'm like, well, that's their expertise. Let me stay in my lane. You take yours, I'll take mine. Yeah. So one day during the commercial break, Pat turns to me and he's like, so Christy, you know, do you know Umar Babaric and can you tell me anything about Libya? What's going on there? And I was like, no. So we now get off a commercial break. He turns to me and we're on live television and he says, so Christy, tell me about Umar Babaric and what's going on in Libya. I was like, uh, humming, 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 humming. Girl, if I could have peed my pants, threw up, and uh-huh. ran out of that place, I would have, and not even blinked. I felt like someone threw a bucket of cold water on me. Yeah. So then, of course, you know, Pat jumped in and gave the information. What uh-huh. was he doing? He was teaching me, girl, if you're going to take this platform, yeah. if you're going to be in this position, yeah. you, better, you better be well-equipped. You better be ready. And so what that made me do... I start reading the news, watching the news. I start understanding foreign policy. Wow. I remember one of my favorite all-time interviews of all of the people was with Dr. Condoleezza Rice. I was hoping you were going to say that. Oh, my goodness. But here's something that people don't know. She was a former Secretary of State. Incredible woman. Oh, my goodness. Beyond. She was my favorite of all. So I knew that in order for me to interview her, I had to be well-equipped. So she was not only an expert in Russia, mm-hmm. foreign policy expert, former secretary of state. I mean, mm-hmm. come on now. She's been a professor at Stanford for how many years? She was a provost, the youngest provost they ever oh, had at like 27 years old. So we're talking an academic, brilliant yeah. woman all the way around. Yeah. So she had a book. I can't recall the name right now, but all I know is I studied for three months before I interviewed her. Because I didn't just study about her and her family and her legacy. I had to... Girl, I couldn't even spell foreign policy, let alone know what foreign policy was. So I began to study so that... I could interview her, and so that when she responded to me, I was well-equipped to be able to respond back. Wow. But what was so cool about this, I, I love this, is that the day that the interview came, you know, she and I were sitting at a hotel, we're sitting there talking, and when it was all done, she leaned over to me, and she goes, that was such an amazing interview. She goes, Christy, you're really good. 
That just those, makes me want to burst into tears. It made me, well, I, I literally almost, I wanted to cry because it was such a sincere thing. And I, and it's, there are few people who you really look up to. Mm-hmm. And her story was so amazing because oh, yeah. she literally came from Alabama. So yeah. she didn't come from a, a rich legacy. You know, right. I think her dad was a teacher. I can't even remember. Uh-huh. But her story was so remarkable. But yes. just those words yeah. of... Christy, you're good. And that was a really good interview. And I knew it was sincere. Yes. But I also knew that it was that moment that taught me that when God places you in a position, you must rise to the occasion. Mm. That prayer is not enough without being equipped. Mm. And so one of the things that working for the 700 Club and for Pat for 14 years Mm -hmm. was that that ministry, it doesn't just do so much for the world and for the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That ministry walks in excellence. Mm. And I think as Christians, oftentimes we fall back on, well, God, you're just going to do it or let me pray my way through. But, you know, we perish for lack of knowledge. It's, it's important so for us to be equipped in every area of our lives so yes. that God can fully usher us in to where we need to be. That is such a good point, especially, yeah. you know, if you've grown up in church culture, right? especially charismatic church culture, right. thank God for the anointing. It's the anointing right. that, that removes burdens and destroys yokes. Right. But there can be a tendency to go, oh, well, you'll just be anointed. And not have the preparation right. for the moment. Right. And that is such a powerful point right. to make because, you know, Christy, that shows mm-hmm. in your life. To quote Dr. Condoleezza Rice, <laughs> right. you you absolutely walk in both. Hmm. You you exemplify the the preparation, the years of mm-hmm. paying attention, mm-hmm. of taking the cue from a Pat Robertson. Right. You know, it's not like he came out and said, now you're going to want to study no. world events. Right. <laughs> and you're going right. to want to learn the hard names that nobody knows how to say. Right. You took the cue and said, I, I will never be in that position again. Exactly. Because and, one thing he, he always it. said to me all the time, he always said this, is be teachable. Wow. Christy, be teachable. Yeah. And that was, if you know, that was just the one line I will always hold on to, be teachable. Yeah. So I want to ask you, give me the responses to two different big moments in your life. Number one, what was your response when you found out you're the new co-host of the 700 Club, you're the youngest in history, you're the first African-American female, and, and it's you. What was your response? I didn't want it, and I cried every day. No. This is so funny. Okay, here's the story. No joke. Okay. So I wanted, okay, when I got my master's degree, I actually wanted to work in children's television. It was on my way to New York City to work with Nickelodeon, and I didn't get it. And I was a third finalist to host a show. Wow. So I was sitting in my car, and I remember praying to God, saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And he said, Christian TV. And I was like, other than that, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? <laughs> Look, because let me be real. I'm yeah. this funky young black chick, right, right, from New Jersey. Yeah. And so my, what I saw of Christian television, I did not fit in any way, shape, or form. Mm. And so I did not want to be a part of it. So when the Lord did open up those doors and I was, you know, hosting Mm -hmm. at 27, the whole nine yards, I cried. I hated it. Wow. And I remember every single day leaving the studio, going into my office and boohoo crying. (gasps) And then Bruce Wilkinson, who wrote the book, The Prayer of Jabez, it was a really big book at the time. I remember Gordon was supposed to do the interview. Uh And at the last minute, Gordon's like, Christy, you interview Bill McGarth. That's fine. So he and I are sitting across from each other, or Bruce Wilkinson, not Bill, Bruce uh-huh. Wilkinson. And at the very end of the interview, he says, what's wrong with you? 
And by the spirit, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And I said, I don't belong here. (gasps) And so he turned to one of those uh, events coordinator and he said, God sent me here for a reason and it's for her. And he looked at me and he said, I was on the airplane. The Lord said, I'm sending you there to say something to someone. And he goes, I thought it was Gordon, but it's actually you. And so he's like, cancel all my appointments. Let's go in the green room. And we go into the green room and he said, what is going on? And I, and this is the, I know this, what I'm going to tell you is going to sound so trite and immature, yeah. but this is really where I was. Yeah. I said, this place and these people are old, white, conservative, and they like gray. And I am young, funky, black, and I like pink. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the only way that I could see the difference. Like yeah. I was this pink, bright pink, hot uh-huh. pink New Jersey chick with big hoop yes. earrings. Who in pop- the beginning of so much potential. Yeah. And then you're in this institution yes. of Christian television yes. that's just... Hallowed, yes, and has been functioning the same way forever. Yes, and yeah. it felt very gray and bland to me, sure. and I felt like the outsider, and yeah. I hated it every day wow. because I would sit on the set and I would have jokes in my head, and uh-huh. I always wanted to laugh, and I always wanted to be like, "Girl, let me tell you," right? But I couldn't. Yeah. And then the other thing that was difficult was I was at the time we would have three hosts, and so when Terry uh-huh. wasn't there, I would fill in for her. Okay. And so Pat would be on one side, Gordon would be on the other side, and oh. you have these two brilliant individuals. Yes. who know theology, know the Bible, right. know you know politics, know all this stuff. And right. I can tell you once again about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I'm like, I don't fit. Yeah. So now here's something that people don't know. So Bruce Wilkinson takes me to the back green room, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts to move. And he says, what happened to you in third grade? And I said, a little white boy called me nigger. He said, what happened to you in fifth grade? I said, another little white boy spit in my face. And I, he's like, and he went on and on. He goes, so he's like, do you have a problem with white men? And I said, huh. He goes, do you have a problem with me? I said, no. He goes, do you have a problem with Pat? I said, no. He goes, do you have a problem with Gordon? I said, no. He goes, there's a spirit of rejection over you, and we're going to get that out of you right now. And he goes, and let me tell you something. Wow. God brought you here, not because you're black, not because you're a female, but God brought you here because there's a purpose for you, that God has placed gifts with inside of you, and it doesn't matter what your package is, God has placed you here. And that was such a word of freedom. And then he said, now you walk out those gifts because you were not meant to be like Pat, you were not meant to be like Gordon, you were not meant to be like Terry or anybody else. He goes, you walk out the gifts that God has given you. And it was freedom from that point because I realized, what do I have that comes naturally? Personality, like my mm-hmm. jokes, my humor, my personality, how I relate to people. Because I am like your everyday average chick, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Wow. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> and interviews so, secretaries of state on the side. Well, yeah, that too. Right. But, but it was that whole thing of how I had, because God had placed me in a position or situation that was unfamiliar and felt uncomfortable, Uh I felt I didn't belong. Yes. But what God was trying to show me was, Hmm. God, when he places you somewhere, it's not about our own limitations of if we feel like we fit or we belong. It's about the purpose that needs to be fulfilled. Yes. Point blank period. That's it. And I think that's the thing that God has taught me over the years is... 
not just about purpose, but assignment. Mm -hmm. And that we as Christians, as individuals, we get tripped up a lot about, do I look like you? Have I been saved as long? Am I that type of Christian? Or my background's different? Or I didn't grow up in the church? Who cares? Uh If God tells you to go, you go. If God Uh tells you to speak, you speak. If God tells you to do, you do. And let him open the doors. Girl, don't make me have to pass the plate. I know I was preaching. My armpits are sweating on that one. It's so good. I really do believe that that is a word for a lot of people listening right now. Just because something feels uncomfortable, just because you feel like you don't fit, is not reason to jump ship. Yes. That there is purpose attached to where you are geographically at. Mm -hmm. And that you might be there because of something you have to give, but probably you're also there because there's something for you to get. Right. And think about this, when you said at the very beginning of the podcast, how your mom and dad always watched the 700 Club. Yeah. And it wasn't until all of a sudden you saw this chick and you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait a minute, it made you stop. Yes. And you know, what's interesting is as the years have gone on, Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many individuals have said, you know, that was my parent's show, but I stopped and I either heard your laugh Mm -hmm. or I I heard what you said or even just your smile or whatever, it stopped me. And they were able to be receptive to the word of God and what God was speaking to them. And so we cannot limit God in any way, shape or form. If he says to do, do, go, go, be, be. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I want to get your reaction to two major moments. That was the first one. Mm -hmm. When Dr. Condoleezza Rice was Secretary of State, Mm -hmm. I just thought she was magnificent. And so I think she did an autobiography. Yeah. I remember one year saying, anybody who gets me anything for Christmas, I just got to wind up with that book. And it was a big, thick book, and I lugged it on airplanes. I mean, it was like me, and and I just have such admiration Mm -hmm. for her. And the time that she was Secretary of State, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when our nation went through 9-11. I can only imagine what she meant to you. Mm -hmm. What was your reaction when you found out, Christy, Mm -hmm. we need you to interview Dr. Condoleezza Rice? Girl, let me tell you this. Okay, not only was I so excited, Mm -hmm. you want to know the ultimate moment was a year after I interviewed her for the first time, she called my office and said, I have another book and I want Christy to interview me. And I had to fly up to D.C. to interview her for the second time. <gasps> now that took me. Because it's one thing for just a random, inter- you know. To give the to, ask. To get, to get, to get the ask. Yeah. And I could have been any of many producers or reporters to interview her. Yeah. But when she requested me round two, that took me to Did you need to catch her? Like well, somebody? Well, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm no, about no, to no, fall no, no, out. No, no. I was just so excited. I was so, now here's, okay, here's Christy, a funny story. that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? That woman has been yeah. interviewed yeah. by what the industry would say yeah. is the best of the best. Right. Right. This phenomenal. Right. You know what I loved about her the most is that, and she's the only person who I've seen do this, mm-hmm. and, and it just, it struck me. So the level of her position mm-hmm. and her experience mm-hmm. is extraordinary. Yes. But when she walked in that day, I had a crew of maybe 10 individuals. So I mm-hmm. had cameramen, camera individuals, I had lighting, I had makeup, mm-hmm. I had assistants, I had the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So when she walked in... Mm-hmm. Everyone was in position, and I'm in my chair, you know, kind of, I walk up to her. So she's like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm like, oh, you know, Dr. Rice, how are you? She's like, oh, I'm Condi. I was like, ah! <laughs> so then she says a wonderful greeting to me, 
And then she leaves me and she goes to every single person from the makeup room to the cameraman to the assistants. She's like, hi, I'm Condi. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. Each and every single person oh in that room. Word. Gracious. She's a perfect example wow. of graciousness, yeah. humility, but authority. Wow. And I, and I remember that because yeah. when she sat down, she was definitely gracious uh-huh. and she was very uh, humble, uh-huh. but there was authority that she carried yeah. that you still didn't play. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And so I've never met that balance before. Hmm. And I remember taking notes saying, I'm, I want to do that. Yeah. Because she acknowledged each person with a genuineness. It yeah. wasn't just, hi, how are you? Right. She saw them. She, she recognized present. them. She acknowledged them. Mm. And then she came to do. And then when it was all done, she said, do you need anything else? Amazing. I was like, can you be my mom? Yes. <laughs> can we no. have lunch every day? I know. Can and be that my best woman friend? loves the Lord. I Legitimately mean, yeah. loves the Lord. Yeah. Powerful. She really does. I she secretly really does. have been hoping for years she'd get back into politics. politics. She won't. I asked her then. And I know that um, people have asked her over time, you know, will you run for president? Will you do right. this? Week? She's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. She's, she's done. Probably a smart woman. Right. I want to talk about this book because yeah. this journey that I'm going to ask you to talk about is really the picture is painted mm-hmm. of your life, what God walked you through mm-hmm. in your book, Talk Yourself Happy. This came out not too long ago. No, January 2017. January 2017. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love the cover. Isn't it fun? Yes. I love the blue. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It makes you want to grab it. Yeah. But your story in here is one that could be a movie. I mean, the story of it is like, yeah. are you even serious? Right. And then when you read the story and you go, did she really put happy on the cover of this book? Right. Because it's it's amazing. It's so not. Yeah. What, what I really love about it, and this always comes out of you, is you tell the story so well. But the principles in here that you learned for walking through and for winning are so powerful, so strategic, and really pretty simple. It's not rocket science. It's not. It's just the Word of God. Okay, so just to kind of give the viewers some basic basic background. So many people saw me on the 700 Club for 14 years, and they saw me as I was always upbeat and laughing, and, you know, your life is perfect. I mean, uh-huh. on television, look, you got you get weaves, you have extensions, you have support <laughs> control pantyhose, you got push-up bras, and you have flawless makeup with phenomenal lighting. Sounds so great. people, Right, girl, don't get me started. Yeah. So people think that, that's, that our life is perfect. Right. But what they don't know is that we are all the exact same. Yeah. We all serve the same God, but many of us have different stories, but we all have similar heartbreaks. Right. And so for me, I was married, and here's the basics. I had my son on a Thursday, came home from the hospital Saturday. Sunday, my ex-husband walked out on us and said, I never loved you. Took all of our money, by the way. He had issues with alcohol, but nevertheless, he just, he left us. So he was not just estranged from me, but of course, our son, and our son never even really got a chance to meet him, except for as an infant. Okay, so 11 years passes by. And uh, I made a point to focus on my relationship with the Lord, my relationship with my son, and my career. Mm-hmm. That was my focus. I yeah. did not date for all those years. I didn't do anything. My focus yeah. was on those, those three points. Mm-hmm. So during that time, in 2013, just rumbling started. And the Lord kept sending different people to say, you know, there's going to be a major shift. And, you know, I'm thinking when you get a prophetic word, you're thinking about the awesomeness that's going to come with that shift. Right. But you don't know, girl, that that shift you know, might be covered in manure Mm -hmm. for a season before Mm -hmm. you get to the flower. Yeah. 
So I am now gone from CBN. I was booted out, some stuff, nothing major happened. It was just mm-hmm. a major shift. Yeah. And so I thought that all the promises that the Lord had given me were just going to be at my doorstep. Mm. And instead, I found myself on unemployment, mm-hmm. uh, no money, no friends. My faith was fractured beyond wow. anything I could possibly imagine. Wow. And the woman who once interviewed everybody from Tyler Perry to Condoleezza Rice to mm-hmm. some of the major people, you know, was now standing in an unemployment line, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to take care of our bills and life and everything. People who I'd known, nobody would uh, return my phone calls. It was just a real place of desperation because I was in the desert. Yeah. So what was crazy is, and I remember thinking this too, I'm like, Lord, for years I would prophesy and you spoke so clearly through word of knowledges and Mm. you spoke so clearly all the time when I would do conferences and this and that, and now you are completely silent. Mm -hmm. And so I would walk my dog all the time and just walk and pray. That's all I could do. Mm -hmm. And I remember during this time, the Lord would say, go, you know, ring that person's doorbell and pray for them. I'm like, Lord, I don't know that people. I'm not doing that. And so I wouldn't do it. And so yeah. then the next day, the Lord would say, go go ring that person's doorbell and pray for them. I'm so like, this is in the me? middle of, how am I going to pay the bills? Oh, yeah. How did this happen? Oh, yeah. I can't even get friends to return a call. Yes. All I know to do is to get up out of bed every day. Yeah. And I'm going to walk this dog. And all you're hearing from yeah. heaven is, Christy, I want you to go knock on that stranger's yeah, yeah. Couldn't get a job anywhere. I have a master's degree, have been in television for over 20 years. That's just crazy. Um, have worked at all the major networks, couldn't get a job at Walmart. Not that Walmart. You know what I'm saying. Right, right. I didn't mind admit we, that. We all need a Walmart every Girl, now and then. that is my store. Yeah. So literally so you're like, job anywhere. I don't want to hear anything about doors. I need real answers. Yeah, yeah. So I remember knocking on the door and praying that they didn't answer. Because I didn't know them. They were my neighbors, but I didn't know them. This guy opens up the door, and, I sit, and I'm stuttering. And I said, uh, I, I know this sounds strange, but, but, but you know, would it be okay if I prayed for you? And he said, please. And so we stepped out onto the porch, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I just started to pray. And I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit fall so heavy that it was like a wet blanket, and this man started crying and weeping. But it was the love of God that I had never experienced before. And when I was all done, I opened my eyes, and this man was just a puddle, and he said, I have been sitting in my home for three days saying, God, are you real? And he said, when you knocked on my door and said, will you pray for me? He goes, I know that God is real. And it was in that moment, girl, I got to stop looking at you because your eyes are tearing. I'm going to start tearing. I am like going to bawl. But what, what God taught me in that moment was, Christy, you've spent so much time looking in the mirror at yourself that you forget to look outside the window at people who are really in pain. And that was a lesson for me. Yeah. Because here's the truth that I don't talk about a lot, but it really is the truth. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to get on an international television Christian show and mm-hmm. say that God is good when you have a bank account full of money, Come on. when you have your health, uh-huh. when you've got a hairstylist, mm-hmm. you've got face, you've got makeup, you're wearing stilettos, and everything is great. It's easy to say God is good. Yep. But it's really difficult to say, still say God is good when you don't see him, you don't feel him, and you feel like he's walked away from you. Mm-hmm. And that was the point that God had gotten me to. Because Mm. here's another thing that people don't know. A year before I left CBN, I sat in my office and I said, Lord, I just want your heart. Mm -hmm. 
I just want your heart. It was just so heavy on me just to have God's heart. Yeah. Because I realized that, you know, God says he doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at the heart of man. Mm -hmm. So on the outside, we all look really good for the most part. Mm -hmm. But the inside is where many of us are broken or lonely or depressed right. or 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 whatever the moment is. Mm -hmm. And so God started to show me the heart of man, mm -hmm. to show me. He's like, how can, you, how can you minister to the nations if you can't minister to the people next door? So that puppy walk, just God started talking to me. Then he said, he, I remember he said, go clean that woman's house. I said, are you for real, Jesus? He goes, go clean that woman's house. She's a single mom. I said, I'm a single mom. He goes, Am I, do, I, do, I, do I not know that? And I was like, are you kidding me? knock on her door with a bucket full of cleaning supplies. She too was a neighbor. And I said, um, I'm here to help clean. You would have thought that I just said, here's a million dollars. She started crying at the door. And she said, I've been sitting here. I just needed some help. And I walked in and she and I, we start laughing and talking. I'm painting and cleaning. And at one point, I'm cleaning dog urine out of her carpet on my hands Stop and knees, it. scrubbing. And all I could think about was she just stood there and you could just see her relief. You could see her just, her gratitude. Yeah. And, and what God was showing me was that, Christy, you're not the only one in this world hurting. Wow. You're not the only one who needs help, who needs love. He's like, you can talk about scripture all day, every day, but can you walk that scripture out by wow. being my hands and feet? Yeah. And that was what God wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. People get impressed by my bio because they say, okay, you've interviewed this person, you've gone, who right. cares? Yeah. That doesn't matter. Yeah. What, when I said, Lord, I want your heart, mm -hmm. that's where God wanted me to get to. He's mm -hmm. like, my heart is a heart of love, a heart of compassion, and a heart that just loves everybody, regardless of what your sexual orientation is, your mm -hmm. color, your economic status. Mm -hmm. God loves. Yes. And he had to get me to a point of loving and not judging or yeah. critiquing or criticizing so or good. not walking in a place of compassion. Yeah. And if that meant that I had to get fired from a job, mm -hmm. if that meant that my husband had to leave, mm -hmm. if that meant that every dollar from my bank account that I saved from my big money job was gone, mm -hmm. then that's what needed to happen so yeah. that I can have a heart of God yeah. and I wouldn't trade one day, yeah. not one moment. My word. Mm -hmm. So in all of that, that journey from that point yeah. to now, yeah. What I'm hearing coming out of you was, thank God for every place of influence he gives us from yeah. the millions to I'm going to knock on my neighbor's door. That's it. And what comes out of that is, God, I understand what is valuable to your heart. Yes. That's what's valuable to you. Yes. Humanity puts value on you're on TV every yes. day and you're affecting millions, you know, from behind a camera. Yeah. You must be important, but to the Lord. Yes. He said, when you went over and cleaned the dog urine out of yes. that woman's carpet, yeah. you did yeah. something valuable for me. Because you know what I learned? The power of help. Mm. And let me tell you what I mean by that. When I was in that desert, all I wanted was help. Yeah. I... I that's so good. I just wanted help. I wanted someone to hug me because I felt really lonely. I yeah. wanted someone to help me figure out how to navigate this. I yeah. just wanted, even from the same, help me mow my, just help me in my need. Yeah. Don't tell me God is good. Show me his hands and feet. Show mm -hmm. me. Just don't pray for me. If you have the ability to do it, 
do it. Yeah. And I remember that that was really hard for me because when I worked at CBN, mm-hmm. every year, I know this sounds trite, but it's true. Every year for 14 years, I always had singles over and people who lived in different countries over at my house all the time for Thanksgiving and dinners. And I would oh. always have Bible studies and to minister to people. Mm-hmm. So when this happened, no one ever invited me over for Thanksgiving ever again. So, and I thought, isn't it interesting how I invited all these people over, yeah. always fed them, always did it, but now I'm in a place of need, yeah. and no one was there no for me. There. So what that showed me was, number one, God was. He yeah. was there. Yeah, he but was. number two, it also showed me the power of help. Mm-hmm. And so... That's good. That brought about a heart of compassion, because mm-hmm. compassion really is when you see a person suffering, but then you take the next step to do something about it. Right. And so a lot of times as Christians, we see someone suffering and we say we pray when we know that they're hungry, but we have food, but we're not giving them that food. Mm. And so I've just learned in life just to have that heart because I know what it's like to need. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, such sense. I mean, we have a lot of, of believers, I think, saying, I, God, what do you have for me? I just want you to use me. I just want to be yes. an influence. And it's good to dream big. Yeah. But for somebody that, you know sat on the mountaintop and had influence from there yeah. to hear and see you light up sitting here telling me about right. the day I knocked on my neighbor's door Right was when I felt the love of God like I never felt before. Right. I think for all of our listeners, hopefully it's opening up things on the inside of them going, wow, I think maybe I have loads of opportunity That's it. all around me for God to use me. And it might be Call that family, invite them over for dinner. That's it. Yeah. That's huge. That's it. And that's the thing that people don't understand. Right. It's because we're always looking for that big moment, that big thing, that big opportunity. Yeah. When, you know, God's like, do you see me in the little things? Yeah. Do you see me? Mm-hmm. You know, just, it's the little things, smiling at someone, being kind to someone, helping someone. And, and oh my goodness, the cyclical effect. I've got to be careful because I don't want to expose the whole story, but this is what people don't know about that neighbor. It was an individual who, who was having major marital problems, as mm. in one of the spouses had left. Mm. So the other spouse who I was talking to was there by himself. Yeah. After that, he started to ask me questions about God. Mm. So I started to talk to him about the Lord. Yeah. I started to teach him about forgiveness. Everybody in his entire family was like, Get rid of her. Do this. Da, 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 da. Right. And I said, but God can forgive. He forgave you. You can forgive too. To this day, the Lord has not only restored the marriage, but the family. He's restored everything. All oh because of a knock God. on a door. And now, so yes. Powerful. And what's so amazing is that the son is now going to Regent University. Oh, my word. Because of a knock on a door. On a door was all attached to your simple act of obedience. That's it. Wow. So God did a big thing through a small act, but it was obedience. And so that's what we've got to continue to do. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's listening is going to want to get this book, Talk Yourself Happy. Number one, you got to hear the whole story. I mean, we've barely (laughs) touched it. I mean, we're going to have to do a whole season Mm -hmm. of the life 
Christine. I know. Isn't that crazy? Where, where is she now? Isn't that crazy? Uh, yes, it's amazing. But they're going to want to get this book. Where's the best place for people to find your book? Girl, just do Amazon. It's cheap there. It's the easiest way. Okay. And then check out the website, ChristyWattsMinistries.com. But Chris, definitely. ChristyWattsMinistries.com. You have been in high demand as speaker, conference speaker. Are you still doing some of that? You know, that's so funny. Last year, I did a lot. Now, not so much. Yeah. Well, all I can tell you people is you can try. Okay. <laughs> you can try. Go to her website. Website, you can try. We'll believe with you. She'll say yes. <laughs> what a powerful speaker. And I'm hoping too. I mean, there's no way there aren't more books in your future. We just That's my heart's desire. I we, love to write. Good. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got to have more. You are also on social media. Yeah, a little bit. I'm I'm like, you know, this is so trifling, but it's so true. Having been in media for so long right. that I I pull back. I'm I'm horrible. Yeah. Like I just um, you know. Yeah. I know. But you've got really good content yeah. out there. You've yes. got really good videos out there. Especially the Christy Watts Ministry site. That's a big one because it has everything in one clump. Yes. The, the teaching, the blogs, the video, the whole nine yards. Yes. Can I say this one thing? Please do. Okay, so Talk Yourself Happy. The book is called Talk Yourself Happy, Transform Your Heart by Speaking God's Promises. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you this for a reason. Mm-hmm. So some people are like, well, it's not about happiness and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you where the title came from. Okay. I had gotten so discouraged that for five days straight I couldn't stop crying. And I would call my mom every day. And one particular day she started talking about something my sister was going through you know divorce whatever and I Mm -hmm. said well just remind her when the Lord did this remind her when the Lord did that and I just started to remind both my mom and myself about what God had done in the past Mm. and that and I had a blanket of just oppression over me for days I could Mm. barely get out of bed and the more I started to talk about what God had done in the past the more that blanket of oppression and depression lifted up and I told my mom I said girl I just talk myself happy. And she said, girl, I just talk myself happy too. And that's where it came from, how wow. we've got to speak the word of yes, God yes. over our lives. Yeah. And it's not about our circumstances. It's uh-huh. not about how we feel our emotions, but it's all about, is this what God says? You hold on to that and remember what he's done in the past. Because if he did it then, he'll do it today. And that's so where it good. came from. It's so good. And yeah. that's your way through. That is. That has been your way through. Yeah. It's people's way through, no matter yeah. what they're facing right now. The power of words, Jen. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We sabotage ourselves, our mm-hmm. life, our faith, because of the words that we speak. Wow. And we've got to begin to speak the word of God, the truth of God's word, walking in the power of his word, and we're going to be good to go. So powerful. Yeah. I want all of our listeners to make sure that they get a hold of this book, Talk Yourself Happy. Christy brought me a copy, and you have to sign this before you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> so make sure you get that. Find her on social media, and we're pulling her out of the shadows. We're going to put such a demand on that page oh on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, are you under your name or Talk Yourself Happy? Instagram is Talk Yourself Happy, yeah. and then on Facebook, it's Christy Watts Ministries. I don't really check it, but just yeah. do the website. You'll find it. Yeah, she well now. Because we're gonna we're gonna bombard <laughs> gonna it, Christy. I trust the Lord all the time mm-hmm. that He will put me in the right place at the right time, and I also trust Him for divine appointments. Mm-hmm. And if ever there was a divine appointment, it was that day you came to an event that you didn't want to come to. <laughs> and I'm I'm so thrilled. Somehow, some way, you know, the Lord took some words and probably made something out of him to minister to you. But I'm so glad Me that too. he connected us. I'm just amazed at you and as incredible as your life has been. Mm-hmm. 
and I know you carry this, but it's just all over you. Everything ahead of you is really the point. Hmm. And you think, how could the Lord do that? I mean, this woman is like, you know, your bio now is like what they read at people's funerals. Like it took their whole <laughs> lives to accomplish this. And you're like, so funny. okay, so, but what's ahead is just going to be so phenomenal. And, and I'm just glad that I get to, to know you and watch your life yeah. and what God brings through you. But I just thank you for your voice. Thank you for talking yourself happy mm. so that we could benefit mm. from all that has been. But your gifting is so for right now. Mm. And I'm excited about who you're going to light up in the future. There's so many more people ahead that are going to stop in their tracks when they hear you, see you still to come and go, hey, wait a second. You know, something in her resonates with something on the inside of me. And that's going to be so exciting to see. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Jen. And I feel, I just, all I want to say to you is ditto. I feel the same oh, thing for you. Oh, no. I do. And side note, you know what I read all the time? You know how um, when I went to your breakfast, you gave me a book? Yeah. But you also gave me that, what is it, the, the devotional? Yeah, yeah. The 21-day devotional. Girl, my- that is the bomb. Listen, let me. Everybody needs to have that in your bathroom, and let me tell you why. Because it's uninterrupted time. You That's know what I'm saying? True. When you are sitting there and the kids are not saying "feed uh-huh. me," whatever, whatever, and yeah. I read that, I'm like, "This is so good." That's this is so, so. And you're like, declared. You're like saying it out loud. Grandma uh-huh. on the toilet saying, "And Jesus said, yes, I love it." I know that's way too much information. I love it. I love it. Well, <laughs> and there you go. Yes. yes, 21 day devotional is made for the restroom. <laughs> You'll you'll be happy you did. All right, everybody. This has just been a delight. I don't even know. We could have just gone for three more hours. But listen, I want to encourage you to go back. And I think this is a two-pass podcast. You need to listen to this one a couple of times. And so much came out that I believe will speak to your heart. And check your heart. I believe there's some people that you know that right now... You know, the Spirit of God is just saying, you need to make sure so-and-so hears this and so-and-so. So find that share button if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Find that share button. Share that with them. Let this be something that speaks to people who need it right now. And I know it will be a blessing. Thank you for listening this month. We love you. If we can do anything for you, let us know. You can contact us at jenturingale.com. We'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye.